Hey. So for the past few months, I've been moving into a home that I think I'm going to live in for a very long time. Sort of a permanent, semi-permanent home, which is a little bit different than the last few times that I've moved because the last few places that I've lived in Los Angeles specifically have been very temporary and I've known that about them. So I've never really fully settled myself in. Whereas the home that I just moved into is going to be permanent. I'm going to live there for at least the next few years. And because I had it in my mind that this home that I'm moving into is going to be permanent or shall I say semi-permanent because I had this idea and this feeling that this home is going to be quite permanent. I decided to really put the effort in to making this space as comfortable as possible because in all the other places I've lived in Los Angeles specifically, I've always had it in the back of my head that I'm only going to be there for a year or so. And so I never really put the effort into making these spaces feel comfortable and feel right. You know what I mean? I've just been lazy. I was like, I don't need to do that. Like I'm going to move out in a year. Like I just need to get a little bit settled and then that's good enough. I'm not going to put the extra effort into making this place feel mine and feel me because why would I do that? Right. And then with this home, I've really put the effort into making it feel me and to making it super comfortable. And I realized that I should have been doing that all along because the effect that it has on your brain and your overall happiness and well-being is insane to me. I had no idea how much my environment had been affecting me over all of these years until I really put the effort into making my environment as perfect as it can be. And I learned a lot through the process. This episode is presented by Haagen-Dazs. It's love at first bite with the new Haagen-Dazs Dulce de Leche bar featuring rich caramel Dulce de Leche ice cream swirled with thick milky Dulce de Leche ribbons and dipped in milk chocolate. Indulgent? Yes. The perfect way to treat yourself? Absolutely. Find at retailers nationwide. That's Dawes. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. Dating can be exhausting. Even just getting to the dating stage is a little bit overwhelming. You know, I'm not somebody who loves casually dating. I like to be in a relationship. Finding somebody you're attracted to is challenging enough. But then making sure that you're compatible is a whole other challenge. Well, Bumble is helping take some of the pressure off. Now you can make the first move or not. It's entirely up to you. Thanks to Bumble's new feature, Opening Moves. It's a simple way to start conversations. Just choose a question and let your matches reply to kick off the chat. Try Opening Moves on the new Bumble. Download Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Bye. It's Wonder Water. So I was wondering, What made bi so great? And it's actually pretty simple. Bi is infused with antioxidants. And whatever flavor you're picking up, for me, it has to be bi raspberry lemon lime by Sydney Sweeney. You'll also find that it has electrolytes and no artificial sweeteners. So for flavorful hydration, choose bi. 
it's Wonder Water. Learn more about Bi and discover all the exotic, bold flavors at drinkbi.com. So today I'm going to be sharing with you some advice I have on how to make your space the most enjoyable space possible for your overall well-being. Because your environment plays a huge role in your happiness. And, and I didn't realize that until I made my environment what, I, what I've always dreamed that it would be. And I want to clarify as well that having a comfortable environment doesn't mean living in a mansion in the Hamptons. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean living alone. It doesn't mean living with somebody else. It doesn't really mean anything like that. Having a good environment is a lot more detailed than that. And it comes down to things that are much smaller, but that make a large difference. So let's say you still live with your parents and your environment is your bedroom. That's the area that you can control, you know? So that's your environment. Let's say you're in college and you share a dorm with somebody. Your side of the dorm is your environment. That's your space that you can do whatever you want with. Let's say you live in an apartment by yourself in God knows where. The whole space is your environment. You can turn it into whatever you want. Let's say you live in a house somewhere, maybe with some friends, maybe with your sibling, maybe by yourself, who knows? That's your environment. That whole space is in your control and you can do whatever you want with it. And I think we tend to avoid to curate our environments because maybe maybe we're planning on moving within the next 12 months. And so we're like, eh, why put the effort in? Or maybe we avoid perfecting our environment because we're like, well, I live with my parents right now. So why am I going to, you know, put any effort into my room at my parents' house? Like I want to move out in a few years. I'm here to tell you that it is so worth the energy to make whatever your current environment is perfect for you. Even if you're in a hotel room. And at the end of this episode, I'm literally going to tell you how I make my hotel room when I'm traveling the perfect environment for me. But anyway, we'll get to that at the end. Okay. The first and most important thing is to get rid of clutter. The less stuff that you have, the better. When I moved into my new home, I was like, okay, step one, I need to get rid of 90% of what I own. Like, I just want to get rid of everything. And I think I was kind of going through a crisis where I was like, I actually suddenly and randomly want to be a minimalist all of a sudden. Like, I want to have nothing. And that's unrealistic for me. I really did think that that would make me happier if I just had the bare minimum of stuff. But it's just unrealistic because there are too many things that I own that I like, you know? Like, I like having a bunch of random vintage t-shirts in my closet. And if I was living by this minimalist lifestyle that I was aspiring to have, I could only have one t-shirt. You see what I'm saying? And so I was like, eh, I, I don't think this lifestyle is going to work for me. But I did take some key points from the minimalist lifestyle and apply it to myself, which was that you should only own things that 
you either truly, truly love or are truly, truly going to use on a frequent basis. Things that don't fall into those categories, you don't really need to have. And we're definitely in a phase of culture where overabundance is just happening, right? It's just happening. It's it's so easy to just order something off Amazon or something and get it to your door in like 24 hours that I think a lot of us are struggling with having too much stuff. And, and that's definitely not everybody, but I think a lot of people are struggling with that. And a lot of the stuff that we accumulate is, is not of high quality because we're, we're also in a phase of culture where there are so many businesses right now that are creating low quality product, right? For low prices. And that also kind of perpetuates this bad habit that we all have of accumulating stuff that we don't really need. The ease of purchasing low quality stuff that's low prices is just too tempting sometimes because it's like, oh my God, you know, this shirt is $10 online or this shirt is $5 online because it's on sale. And, you know, it's really cute. Like I could wear this a few times, right? You get it in the mail. The quality is terrible, but you're like, well, I'll just wear it a few times and then whatever. And then stuff like that builds up. And the next thing you know, you have like 20 low quality shirts that you're never going to wear again because they're falling apart and you don't even really like them anymore because they were maybe something that was trendy, whatever. That's an issue, right? That's, that's the first issue. Um, when that stuff starts to build up, it's an issue. Circling back to minimalism, I was reading about minimalism a few months back and the main principle of it is that the less material items that you have and the more intentional that you are with the items that you have, the happier that you'll be because having stuff, having an overabundance of stuff is a distraction from the things in life that really matter, you know, which is kind of true. It kind of sounds like a cult mentality in a way. It's like, get rid of everything that you own because then you can focus on what really matters, which is whatever. But it is kind of true. The less stuff that you have, the easier it is to function through your day-to-day life. If you have less clothes in your closet, then it's easier to see the clothes that you do have. And then when you're picking out an outfit in the morning, it's easy. It's a lot easier. The less stuff you have, the easier it is to organize the things that you have so that you can live in a space where you feel like everything that you own is organized in a way that is pleasing to you so that when you open up a drawer, you can see everything that you have and it's aesthetically pleasing to your to your eyeballs and to your brain because we're very simple humans when it comes down to what makes us happy. We like things to be organized. We like things to be aesthetically pleasing. We like things to be easy. And so the less stuff that you have, the more aesthetically pleasing, easy, and organized things will be. So what I did when I moved is that I did this massive clean out of everything that I own. I donated a bunch of stuff. I threw out a bunch of trash. I went through everything that I owned, not just my clothes, not just 
my pantry, not just my like kitchen equipment. I went through everything. I went through all of my papers that I was like hoarding in my office, you know, like random receipts, random documents. I went through all of that. I went through all of the stuff I had in storage that are like, you know, keepsakes, if you will, like stuff that I've been holding on to from maybe my childhood. And I narrowed down what, what I wanted to keep and what I didn't or what I wanted to keep in my house and what I wanted to put back into a storage unit, whatever. I looked through everything, every single thing that I owned. And I just got rid of everything. And can I be honest? It took months to do this. It took months. It took up 50% of my day for those few months. I'm not kidding. I've been doing this for months and it was very worth it. But I also understand that not everybody has the time to declutter their life for two months. Like I, I'm very fortunate that I just had the time to do that. But if you don't have the time to do that, don't sweat it. Just dedicate like one day every weekend, maybe. Let's say you have the weekends off. Dedicate one portion of every Sunday to slowly chipping away at decluttering your belongings, basically. Because it's very worth it. My second piece of advice is to arrange things around your space for convenience. Make things personalized to you. I'll give you some examples of what I did. Okay, for example, this is so random. It's actually like borderline embarrassing. I don't, I don't even know how to explain this. One of my favorite like drinks to have after I eat a meal is sparkling water with a little bit of apple cider vinegar in it. And I don't know why it's so good to me but there's something about it that like ever since I was younger, I've always liked the flavor because my mom used to drink it because apparently it was, it, it's good for your stomach, which I think that that has been debunked. I think if you research that now, it's like, there's no evidence to back it. So I don't know, but m my mom and I used to drink it because we both have sensitive stomachs. And so we drink it after we'd have a meal. But now that I'm older, I just weirdly like the way that it tastes. I don't understand why it's kind of disgusting, but just bear with me here. So sometimes when I'm laying in bed, I like to have an ongoing drink. So what I might do is I'll bring up two cans of sparkling water to my bed and a cup of ice. And then in my nightstand, I have a bottle of apple cider vinegar so that I can just make that drink by my bed. And I don't have to go downstairs every time I want to make one of those drinks. I can just bring up a few cans of sparkling water and some ice. And then I already have the apple cider vinegar in my nightstand. So then I can just make the drink. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? It sounds ridiculous, but stuff like that is just so special because it's like, it makes my daily routines easier. Another thing is that I keep my podcast recording equipment, what I'm using right now to record this podcast also in my nightstand because I always record my podcast in bed. So why not keep my all of my equipment in my nightstand? In my closet, I have two pairs of fabric scissors because sometimes while I'm getting dressed in the morning, I decide I kind of want to cut this piece of clothing. It actually happens more frequently than I wish to admit. Like I'll be getting dressed and I'll be like, honestly, these pants would just look better as shorts. And then I'll just cut them into shorts. Or sometimes I'm like, oh, this is like, 
kind of a cute long sleeve shirt, but I feel like it would look cuter as like a tank top. And then I just like cut off the sleeves. I don't know. I, I like get weirdly inspired sometimes while I'm getting dressed to just like cut my clothes up. I don't know. Especially if something's vintage too, I'll be like, you know, this is cute in its normal form, but I kind of want to reinvent it. Or sometimes I just want to cut the tags out of my clothes because tags really, really fucking piss me off. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. When you're feeling down, sometimes it's good to be alone. But talking can also be a big help. Keeping everything bottled up is not great for your health. It would cause me a lot of stress and anxiety. It's almost like, I use this metaphor a lot, but it's almost like carrying a backpack around. And when you have stuff bottled up, it gets added to the backpack. And when you talk about it, you get to take it out of the backpack. Now the backpack's a little bit lighter. Once I got older and I learned how to communicate, I never stopped because I like having an empty backpack. It just feels better and my quality of life is better. When you need to talk and need a safe space, I highly recommend therapy. It's a great way to work through whatever's bothering you in a judgment-free place. There's something really special about having a resource to talk to that is not involved in your life on a personal level. So if you want to give therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. It's also easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash anything today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash anything. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. Dating can be exhausting. Even just getting to the dating stage is a little bit overwhelming. You know, I'm not somebody who loves casually dating. I like to be in a relationship. Finding somebody you're attracted to is challenging enough, but then making sure that you're compatible is a whole other challenge. Well. Bumble is helping take some of the pressure off. Now you can make the first move or not. It's entirely up to you. Thanks to Bumble's new feature, Opening Moves. It's a simple way to start conversations. Just choose a question and let your matches reply to kick off the chat. Try Opening Moves on the new Bumble. Download Bumble now. Like the tag that's in the neck of a shirt that just like scratches your neck all day. I'm so sorry. I'm not dealing with that. I'm cutting that up. I'm... I have to cut that out. But prior to having fabric scissors in my room, I would literally not wear something because it still had a tag in it that I hadn't yet cut out. And so I, I would be like, eh, I'm just not going to wear this because I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't want to go downstairs, get scissors, cut it out, and then go back upstairs and finish picking out my outfit. Like, I don't want to do that. Another thing is I like to have mini trash cans around everywhere so that trash never builds up anywhere. So I have little mini trash cans all around my home, everywhere. I have one by my bed. I have two in the bathroom, one by the toilet. Like I have them everywhere because it's so nice to have a place to put trash and to have it be very readily available so that you never get tempted to like leave trash on your nightstand or crinkled up on the floor. If you just have little mini trash cans everywhere, you're more likely to throw the trash away, okay? And I strategically place the trash cans in places where I know that I make a lot of trash. It's these little elements of personalization that make your day-to-day -day life easier, more streamlined, and it's kind of fun in a way to think of different ways that you can make your space more personalized to you so that your day-to-day -day life can be more streamlined. It's enjoyable to figure that stuff out. It's kind of like solving a puzzle and 
it makes a huge difference. Because when I'm making a sparkling water by my bed and I go into my nightstand to grab my apple cider vinegar, I'm like, wow, I really was looking out for myself when I put that in there. It's amazing. Or when I'm getting dressed and I get to cut out a tag out of the neck of my shirt and the whole process takes under 10 seconds, it's, it's exciting because I'm like, wow, I'm so glad I have scissors in here. It's just, it's just, it's little stuff like that. Okay, next piece of advice. Focus on decorating your space with items that have personal meaning rather than pieces that are trendy. Now, I'm not saying, you guys, no more trendy home decor. Absolutely not. I'm not saying that. But I think that having a mix of personal items with some trendy items is the key to having a space that you will love for a long period of time. Because I'll explain. If you decorate your space with only trendy items, you're going to get bored of that very quickly. Okay? Trendy items get stale quickly. Whereas if you choose home decor that has a personal meaning, you're going to love that forever. That's going to follow you in every place you live for the rest of your life. For example, all of the art in my home is my dad's art. It's art that he made, at least all of the paintings. And that's really personal to me. It adds to my space because art adds to your space a lot. Um, but we'll talk more about that later. But all the art in my home was painted by my dad. So it has this sentimental value. I'm never going to look at that and be like, ah, I, I'm kind of sick of that. I'll never, ever feel that way. When I was picking out more art slash decor for my home, I was very thoughtful about what I was choosing. For example, I wanted to buy some vintage books to use as decoration. Instead of just buying a bunch of random books, I went online and I tried to find vintage versions of books that I really love or of books that I've always wanted to read because that's a little bit more personal. It's like taking this trendy sort of home decor thing, which is using books as decor, vintage books specifically, and turning it into something that's actually personal to me where these are books that I'm either interested in or that I really, really love. I also wanted to have movie posters, some posters in my house. So I picked out movie posters of movies that I really, really love instead of just picking out movie posters that I thought were cool. I went and found movie posters that I thought were cool that were also for movies that I really, really love. Same thing with band posters. I bought some music posters and I did the same thing. I dug around and found posters for bands that I really love instead of just being like, whoa, this Pink Floyd poster is so cool, even though I've never listened to one Pink Floyd song. You know what I'm saying? Hang up pictures of you and your friends. Hang up pictures of you and your family. Add these little personal touches. Having decor in your home that has personal meaning will never get stale. And the reason why that's so important is because, number one, you want the decorative items in your home or in your environment to feel comforting and exciting to you. And the moment that they start to feel stale is the moment that you're less excited about your environment. And a lot of the times, 
the decor items that are more personal are probably going to be less expensive than the trendy decor items that you might buy and then end up putting in your garage or in your closet, you know, six months after you buy them because you got bored of them. There are definitely some trendy, less personal decor items that are worth your time. But I recommend taking your time picking out those items and finding things that you think are so special. And also going and trying to find stuff at thrift stores. Like thrift stores have some really cool decor items. The majority of the decor items I have in my in my home are random vintage stuff that I found either on Etsy or Depop or at thrift stores in Los Angeles. Just like random cool little things that I love. Like, for example, I bought these like two little sculptures of like little cute, like kind of, they look like kind of little kid cartoon characters, like something out of a book that I would have read when I was a child. And they just reminded me of all the books I read as a child. They were like $15, which is like not cheap, but you know, also for like a cute little sculpture, not bad. And I love them because they kind of have a sentimental value to me, even though they're kind of random. I've gotten like random flower jars and stuff from thrift stores that are just so cool and unique and not like anything you could find anywhere else. I mean, I don't know. Decorate your space for you. Don't decorate your space just so that when people come over, they're like, wow, this is cute and trendy. Decorate it for you. You know, make it you. Okay, this next piece of advice is gonna, some of you are gonna roll your eyes at me. Some of you guys are really gonna roll your eyes at me, but I'm, I'm really, I'm really, I'm gonna say it anyway. Get into the habit of cleaning up your space at least once a day. Like make it a part of your daily routine. And here's why this is so huge, because I swear to God my whole life, I have not done this. Like I've never done this. Within the past few months, I've started doing this. Prior to now, I've never done this. But it makes such a huge difference because cleaning your room once a day takes five to 10 minutes. Cleaning your room once a month will take four hours. I'm not kidding. Like, if you let your room get out of control, if you let your space get out of control for longer than a week, it's gonna, it, we're getting into the range of hours. It's gonna take hours to clean up. Whereas doing it every day, it, it just, it streamlines your life because you never ever have to put it on your calendar to do a deep clean of your space. And also living in a space that is constantly being maintenanced by you is so much more comfortable. Every morning I wake up and you know what I do? I don't even have to make my bed because every night I sleep with just a blanket. Literally so ridiculous. I don't like making my bed so much to a point where I actually never get under the covers. Instead, I just literally sleep with a blanket. It's a little bit embarrassing, but every morning all I have to do is just fold up that blanket and put it at the end of my bed. And my bed is already made because it was never ever 
disassembled. But I've also done that for years. Like, I don't know why I do that, but I've been doing it for years, so I'm just not going to question it. I'm weirdly more comfortable that way. I tend to get really sweaty if I go all the way under the covers. So I just don't do that. But every morning I wake up, I throw out all the trash that's on my nightstand. I go into my closet. I hang up all the clothes that are thrown around my closet. I go into the bathroom. I put away all my skincare stuff and all of my other miscellaneous products. I go downstairs. I do the dishes. I clean the litter boxes and then I start my day. And that whole process takes maybe 10 to 15 minutes. It's really not bad because I'm not letting it build up. You know, in the sink, I maybe have like two forks, two cups and like a bowl because I didn't let it build up. The litter box, well, that should be cleaned every day anyway. So I'm not even going to mention that. It's like, okay, you don't clean it. Your whole place smells like shit and your, and your animals are sad. So definitely clean your litter box every day. But everything looks aesthetically pleasing. Everything is clean and comfortable. You're not, you, your stress is eliminated because everything's all cleaned up. It's amazing. When I walk into my home and things are super unorganized and just a mess, it makes me feel uninspired. It makes me feel bad about myself in a way. I feel like, oh, I'm such a lazy piece of shit. Like there's no real reason for this place to be a mess, but it is. And it gets in the way of me getting other things done that I need to get done because I'm too busy feeling bad about my, my space being cluttered and messy and annoying. You know, I feel like I can focus better on getting done what I need to get done when my space is clean. And so I'm, I've made it a priority recently to do that on a daily basis, at least once a day, if not even twice sometimes. I also find that cleaning up after yourself in the moment can be really impactful as well. This is something I never did prior to now, but let's say you're getting dressed in the morning and you're throwing on a bunch of pieces of clothing. And then after you put it on, you're like, ew, and you throw it off onto the floor. And then you put on another shirt and then you're like, ew, I hate this one too. Throw it onto the floor. I would argue most of us are just going to leave that on the floor for the rest of the day. I've started to try to get into the habit of cleaning up after myself as I go throughout my day. So let's say I just ate lunch. After I eat lunch, I take two to three minutes to just wash the dishes that I just made. And let me tell you, it takes a lot of discipline to do this. It takes a lot of discipline to clean up for yourself as you go along. Maybe that's every morning or maybe that's every night. Having that 30 minutes every day where you clean up after yourself, it takes discipline. But it is so impactful because number one, your space feels clean and nice. That's obvious, which is inspiring and makes you feel good. But on top of that, any time in life that you are being disciplined with yourself, you're building confidence. Having discipline with yourself makes you feel more confident because it makes you feel like, okay, I can set a goal for myself and I can succeed at it. I can, even if it's just a little goal, setting little goals for yourself and then completing them builds confidence because you're like, wow, I actually follow through with myself. You know, I, I did it. I actually went and did what I set out to do. I told myself that this week at the end of every day, I'm going to clean up my room at the end of the day. 
every time that you clean up your room at the end of the day, you're going to feel good about yourself because you're going to be like, wow, I did that. And then that's going to make you feel more confident, which is going to make you feel more inspired in your day-to-day life because you're going to be like, wow, I follow through with the promises I make to myself. And it sounds like something that's so small and it sounds like I'm making this stuff extreme when it's not, but it really does make a big difference in your overall well-being in your day-to-day life. Because the truth is, the small little things every day are what make the biggest difference with your overall well-being. It's the habits that you have. It's the care and the love that you put into the little things that you do that make life warm and fuzzy. And all of that applies today in today's topic. Okay, next piece of advice. Plants, art, posters, pictures, those things, for whatever reason, completely change the energy of your space. Especially plants. I have always been anti-plant because I am just so lazy about watering plants. Um, I really am. And so I've always avoided having real plants and I've always had fake plants or none at all. No, listen, plants completely changed the energy of your space. I got a bunch of plants when I moved because I was like, you know what? I'm going to try something new and I'm going to try to bring the outdoors to the indoors. Humans love nature. We all love nature. We all love plants. I mean, you might not think you love plants. You love plants. It's just, it's human nature to just enjoy plants, okay? And I don't think it's talked about enough how amazing it is to have plants inside your home. The calming effect of having plants in your home is so powerful. And I just never expected it because I'm also the type of person that will hear someone say something like, you know, having crystals or having plants in your home can really make your home feel better. I'm the type of person to be like, okay, I love you so much. I'm so glad that works for you. That's not going to work for me. I know for a fact that's not going to do anything for me. I'm very much the type of person that will reject those sort of ideas. And I always have been. But now here I am with plants all over my house and I'm obsessed. It changed the whole feeling of my environment. Same thing with art and pictures and I don't know, just things that kind of transform you into another world. They transport you, shall I say. They transport you into another world. Plants make you feel like you're in nature. Photos and art make you feel like you're in other places in the world. Stuff like that just creates a feeling in a way that I think sometimes we forget. This episode is brought to you by Haagen-Dazs. There's a new love in my life and it's delicious. It's the new Haagen-Dazs Dulce de Leche ice cream bar. Wow, it's good. I've been obsessed with having a little sweet treat after dinner, and these ice cream bars could not be more perfect. They're rich and indulgent. They're so creamy and so high quality. They could not be more delicious. So when you're ready to treat yourself just because, fall in love with the new Haagen-Dazs Dulce de Leche ice cream bar. That's Dawes. Find at retailers nationwide. This episode is brought to you by Purina. As the owner of two cats, I totally understand the healing power of pets, and so does Purina. 
which is why they're addressing the youth mental health crisis by making pet therapy more accessible. Research shows that pet therapy can help reduce stress, anxiety, and depression, as well as boost self-confidence. So to help ensure there's a therapy dog available for any kid who needs it, Purina is helping get more certified, starting with their employees' pets. To learn more, visit Purina.com slash mental health. Next little piece of advice, make your hobbies and activities accessible in your space. I will give you an example of what I did, okay? I want to learn how to play drums. Am I ever going to be good at playing drums? I don't know and I don't even care. I don't want to be, I don't care about being good at it. I just enjoy doing it. And maybe at some point in my life, I'll be good enough where I can play a song all the way through without my arms and legs getting tired. Because shockingly, playing drums is like physically tiring. You wouldn't expect that. But anyway, I put my drum set in my living room, like just fully in my living room so that it's very visible. And every time I walk by it, maybe I'll sit down and play a little bit. You know, that was one thing I did. Another thing, I want to learn how to sew really bad. I really, really want to learn how to sew like well, like I want to learn how to sew clothes. Am I ever going to? I don't know. I'm not going to make any promises. But instead of putting my sewing machine on the top shelf of a closet or down in my garage or in my storage unit or whatever, like, no. I put my sewing machine on my desk, plugged in and everything so that I see it every time I go and sit at my desk because it's literally on my desk. It's outside on my desk. I have little journals with pens around in different areas just in case I want to doodle or write things down. I also have books laying around about things that I think that are interesting. Like I have some fashion books. I have some books about places that I want to travel. I have books about history. I have like books around, right? About things that I'm interested in. And the reason why I have all this stuff out and about is because if it's out and about and it's visible to me and I can see it, then I'm more likely to go and participate in those activities. And I think in the world that we're living in now, it's so easy to just lay in bed and go on your computer and just watch TV or online shop or go on your phone and go on Instagram, go on TikTok, do whatever. It's so much harder nowadays to go and participate in the hobbies and activities that you enjoy because it's so much easier to just go and disappear into your computer or your phone or whatever. And so having your hobbies and activities out and accessible and easy means that your likelihood of going and choosing that stuff instead of choosing your phone or your laptop, the likelihood is a lot higher that you're going to choose the stuff that is actually fulfilling for you in your heart and in your mind. So keep that stuff out and accessible. Another thing is to make the tough decision to remove things from your space that add to a bad habit. Think about a bad habit that you have. Maybe it's that you watch TV too much. Maybe it's that you look in the mirror and beat yourself up about what you look like too much. Whatever your bad habit is, take the initiative to remove these things from your space. 
One thing I did was I removed my TV from my room. I don't have a television in my room because I don't want to watch TV when I'm in my room. That's one really good example of something that I removed from my space so that I wouldn't get into the habit of watching TV before bed. Do I sometimes end up watching TV on my laptop instead? Sure, but listen, it's less frequent than it would be if I had a TV in my room. Removing things that support a bad habit helps you to get rid of that bad habit. Don't enable yourself to have these bad habits. It's it's up to you. You can take that TV out of your bedroom. You can remove that mirror that you look in a little bit too often. You can do that stuff. You know, it's it's all in your control. And so take the initiative to do that. And those are all my tips. I said in the beginning of the episode that I would tell you the little things I do to make my hotel rooms a comfortable environment just because I thought it'd be fun. And also because I am in a hotel room right now. I spend a lot of time in hotel rooms. So I make an effort to make them really comfortable and personal to me. Number one, every time I go on a trip, I go grocery shopping and I get myself snacks for my hotel room because I like having my own snacks that I love that I picked out in my hotel room for the 10 p.m. hunger. You know what I mean? You never know when you're going to get hungry. And having snacks that you picked out for yourself in your room It's just so nice, you know, instead of having to dig through the drawers of your hotel room and see if they have snacks and if they do, you know, seeing if they have anything you like, instead just going and getting your own snacks and being prepared is so much better. So that's something I do. Another thing that I just started doing is I bring an extension cord with me to every hotel room that I go to. Why? So that I can charge all of my devices and I'm not stressed out about whether or not my hotel room is going to have enough outlets for all of the different devices I have. Another thing that I do is that every time I get to a hotel room, I unpack all of my stuff. I take my toothbrush out. I put it in a little cup. um, I put all of my shower stuff organized in the shower. I sometimes will unpack my clothes and hang them all up on hangers, depending on how long I'm going to be in the hotel room. If it's longer than five days, I hang up my stuff in the closet. I plug in all of my chargers in all of the areas that they need to be in. Like I put my phone charger next to my bed. I put my computer charger like wherever. You know, I I put everything strategically where it needs to be. I get a bottle of water. I put it on my nightstand. Like I know this might sound crazy, but it makes such a huge difference for me because if I'm going to be living in a hotel room for however long, I want to feel comfortable while I'm in this hotel room. And I want to be able to just live in this space comfortably and not have to think about it. I don't want to have to... Okay, this is an example. I don't want to be in bed at like 11 p.m. and then start to get really thirsty and be like, oh my God, I wish I had a bottle of water by my bed. Like, why didn't I do that? I don't want to get into a predicament where my my phone is dying. And again, I'm laying in bed and I'm like, Ugh, I wish I would have plugged my charger in next to my bed before. I don't want to get to a point where I need to charge my laptop or a, a camera or something like that. And it's in the middle of the day and it's kind of an inconvenience and I have to go and 
figure out, you know, what outlets I can plug my stuff into. It's like, no, I'm just going to get an extension cord, plug everything in and just have this one area of my hotel room where I charge all my stuff. Like, and I already know where it is. It's all organized. It's all there. It's all ready so that I can live with convenience and ease in this hotel room. Sounds crazy, but it makes a difference for me. It makes me happy. I don't know why. I don't get it. Maybe this is just me. Maybe this is just human. I don't know. But anywho, those are my tips. Those are my tips on how to make your space feel the most comfortable. Because again, as I said in the beginning, I really truly do believe that your environment truly, truly impacts your well-being. And I wouldn't come on here sounding all preachy if I didn't truly believe in it. Like I really do believe in it. And it's something that I always neglected because I always was like, eh, you know, it's not that big of a deal. I come home at the end of the day and feel bummed out because I just feel bummed out. You know, that's just what my brain is deciding to do today. I, I used to believe that. And now I realize, no, a lot of times I used to come home and feel bummed out because my space was a mess. My environment was a mess. You know, I used to feel stressed out when I would travel because my environment was not organized. It was not organized to fit me and to make me happy, right? Like it was it was just kind of mindlessly organized. It it wasn't thought nothing was thoughtful about the spaces that I I had lived in. Whether that was my home or my hotel room. And I think making these changes and putting in a little bit of effort to upkeeping my spaces and also turning any environment that I find myself in into something that's comfortable and really livable has just made such a big difference. It, it just, it's so, it's such a great habit to get into and I recommend it. And listen, if you're like, Emma, this is not, this doesn't, this doesn't work for me. I don't give a fuck. I get it. We're all, we're all a little different, but maybe, maybe one of these things will be a little inspiring to you. Anywho, that's all I got for today. Thank you guys for listening and hanging out. I appreciate you guys so much. Feel free to follow Anything Goes on Twitter at AG Podcast or on Instagram at Anything Goes. Subscribe to Anything Goes on any platform you stream podcasts. Check out my coffee company, chamberlaincoffee.com. If you want to stock up on some coffee stuff, for you guys who listen to this podcast, I have a special secret little code, AG15 for 15% off on the website. So go check that out if you're interested. Stock up on some coffee or matcha or hot chocolate or accessories, whatever. Go stock up. That's all I got for you guys today. I love you all so much and appreciate you all so much. I know I already said that, but I'm saying it again because it's true. And uh, let me know if if you do any of this stuff and if it works for you. Maybe I'm just like kind of losing my marbles a little bit and like becoming too obsessive about my spaces. But like, I don't know. I think this is really something that makes a big difference. So let me know if you try it out. Um, let me know if you already do some of this stuff. I would love to discuss it. So, you know, send me a DM, send me a tweet and we can talk about it. Okay. Talk to you guys next week. Love ya.